Oh, because right. I can shop so, this. Recording now. And playing on three. One, two, and three. I wasn't going to do this one. But okay. I decided I, I, I need to. New music. These are the confessions of a band geek. Time to get personal. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. Uh, these are the confessions of a band geek. Reminiscing, thinking how I got to where I'm at. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kind of sorta like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me me. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Fifth grade, I remember it like yesterday. I saw the band and decided I wanted to play. I tried the trombone and the sax, but that wasn't fun. I always had rhythm, so I wanted to play the drums. But ain't nothing happening, I guess it was too late. I decided I ain't want to play them anyway. Then the director told you can lie. Then the director told me give the coronet a try. Handed it to me and told me to try to make a sound. Watching the hands to make sure I had the form down. Couple people staring, so I'm not trying to look stupid now. Played it so loud, I had everyone looking around. From that moment, I decided it was all. Fifth and sixth grade passed, I was still going strong. Seventh grade, my folks were glad I was serious about something. Moms took me up to Sadler's and bought me my own trumpet. <laughs> For real. Before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week Um, 8th grade at Waldo, everything switched That's when I met Mr. Conrad and Mr. Tripp New beginnings, never seen nothing like this Private school to public school, I had to get a grip. Met a gang of homies that I loved like my brothers. Straight clowning up in class, couldn't tell us nothing. Walked to school every day with Louis Sotero. Was taken way too soon, we'll see you again though. Freshman year at East High, man it flew by. Still all up in my shell, I was super shy. Was cool with all the jocks cause my brother hooped. My cousins Trees and Ann had me plugged with all the ladies too. Sophomore year, it felt like heavy pep band Playing in the stands, drunk off 211 At the games, me and Vernon used to wild out And all my fellow band geeks know what I'm talking about Straight up <laughs> Before I even learned how to rap These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week. The year was when I started skipping class. My mom had found out I guarantee she kicked me. Did football one year and also did track. I threw the shot put in the disc, but really I was whack. Playing the trumpet was the only thing I stuck with. And that was only because my moms wouldn't let me quit. Hardly took my horn home, being lazy, I was good, and that's what drove Mr. Kaiser's shot crazy. Can't forget the day he told me he was disappointed, said I could have done something with the music if I wanted. The Walton is a parade marching, that's when my vision of being an artist really got started. But everything I know now, I wish I knew it then, I would have realized this music is my calling. So all the shorties coming up, remember no matter what, time is precious, don't waste it, no stalling, go all in. Throat back before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me And if I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week These are the confessions of a band geek And tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.
Happy Friday. <clears throat> and good morning, Aurora. William Miller III. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8 o'clock a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Yay! Oh, Victoria Hyla Maldonado. Josie Mendoza Geller. Spotty internet from Central Illinois camping in the middle of fields. Well, you're listening to the right morning show for that, that's for sure. Um, you're listening to the only morning show that can give you the combination of city and country. Yes, that's right. We've walked through alleys. We've also walked through blackberry fields. We've done it all. We once upon a time worked on a farm and a place where they slaughter animals and beef and uh, we've also just done cool city things so we have the best of both worlds on this show good morning to all of you great people out there in central illinois jennifer ryan mayton is here as well mary foltz is here blessings on this beautiful friday thank you very much mary foltz we really appreciate that uh so yeah it's casual friday here on the show but we got bad news. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just going to give you off top. We got bad news to talk about today. We have things. I don't think you're going to like one of our topics. Leo Zarco, good morning, my brother. Uh, Monica, how are you? I'm doing pretty good today. Okay, good, good. Monica is here. We are here, and so are you. We got coffee. We got water. And I had a big slice of marble cake. Yeah, marble cake. That's right. I don't know if you guys are interested in marble cake, but if you are and you want a good slice, go to Treadwell, 14 West Downer Place, and let them know you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Okay, so here's the thing, you guys. Um, bad news, bad community news. Good morning, bad community news. Luigi's Pizza in Aurora is closing due to a labor shortage. That is right. A uh, friend of the show sent this article to us yesterday, and it is very sad. Stories about businesses struggling to find workers these days are as ubiquitous, ubiquitous as the help wanted signs. That could be the word. Uh, in front of stores, businesses, and even nonprofits in our community, the Fox Valley Park District took a public relations dive. I'll say. When it announced late last month, Phillips Park Family Aquatic Center on the city's east side would be shut down for the summer because of a lifeguard shortage. Yikes. Uh, here's another announcement that's going to hurt big time. Bill Poss, longtime owner of Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center, called to let the author of this great article know that his iconic Aurora business that's been around for as long as he's been alive, 69 years. Is closing its doors for good. And yes, the reason is because Mr. Poss, who's been owner for more than four of those nearly seven decades, simply can't find enough young employees to keep the beloved pizzeria and gaming center going, which is a real tragedy for many reasons. Especially because, according to Mr. Poss, quote, I'm having a banner year. It was joy to my ears to hear the excited voices of all the kids who were so happy just to be with each other again, close quote. He lamented, as families have been so anxious to get out and have birthday parties for their kids after the pandemic. Um, the writing was on the wall when seven kids in less than six days came into his office to tell him that they were quitting. Five of those seven didn't even have other jobs lined up, all of which has brought a lot of anxiety, not to mention sleepless nights. It led Mr. Poss to the decision to mark that day on the calendar when Luigi's will close its doors for good, Sunday, June 26th. Like so many others who are trying to run restaurants and other businesses in these labor-challenged days, Mr. Poss does not want to operate in such a way that quality of food or service plummets. What makes this closing especially sad is that despite some tough odds and close calls, Luigi's managed to stay afloat during the pandemic. About four months into the 2020 lockdown, it wrote about what a struggle it had been despite PPP money that went quickly to pay his staff. Uh, at the time, or excuse me, uh, the highest staff number was uh, 52 employees. Now he'd be happy with 35 workers. Unfortunately, he's only got a couple dozen and that's simply not enough to keep going. 
Within six weeks, Aurora will lose another part of its history. Not only has Luigi's been home to thousands of kids' birthday parties over the decades, it morphed into a central, excuse me, a fundraiser central for, uh, for the community. In one year alone, Luigi's had 131 charitable events, which comes out to more than one every three days. What happened on February uh, 15, 2019, however, bonded Luigi's on Prairie Street even more tightly into the community tapestry. If you didn't know, that was the day um, that the Fun Center was turned into a staging area uh, in response to the Henry Pratt incident because Luigi's is very close to uh, Henry Pratt. Luigi's parking lot turned into a staging area for first responders who surrounded the warehouse um, and Luigi's ended up losing thousands of dollars in business that day while feeding for free more than 300 first responders. That gesture endeared Luigi to the city's police and fire departments. A grateful community also showed its appreciation in ways that Mr. Paul said he will always treasure. However, there is some good news. There's a pending contract with the California buyer, excuse me, who, however, is unlikely to keep the 27,000-square-foot building as a restaurant or fun center. Plans on retiring after that sale goes through, not necessarily a bad thing, after a stroke put him out of, the hosp in, um, out of action in the hospital for two weeks and a month uh, last year. His health is back, and right now the only thing Mr. Poss is struggling with is the reality that the pizzeria he owned and operated with such passion for so long will belong to Aurora's history. The time is 8.06 a.m. Joe Jackson is here. Good morning to you, Joe. Victoria says, so sad Luigi's is closing. I agree. Helen Ratslow is here as well. Robin's here too. Um, Yeah, what do you guys think? Bad news. Luigi's is leaving. It's over for Luigi's. So let's let's think now, ladies and gentlemen. We've lost SciTech. We lost Luigi's, but don't worry. We're getting a bar, right? We're getting it's, it's going to be a bar, pub, or something, right? Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Because remember, I mean, let's go back. We was we were all here. I remember very well. Oh, order your uh, you know, get DoorDash from uh some other place besides Luigi's. I remember it very well. Ooh, boy, do I remember. Uh, I also remember us here on the news telling you about the noon lions up there taking place, raising money. Good Morning Aurora has promoted a lot of fundraisers out of um, Luigi's. In fact, I'll do you one even better. And not only that, it was Bezel Arts, it was Good Morning Aurora, it was Jen Ingram Art, right? We were in the parking lot too. For the vendor sale, Lilo's Productions. Remember that? That's back in 2020. The early days of Good Morning Aurora. I ask you, was it worth it? Yeah, we came out the pandemic. Yeah, we got nice, beautiful buildings and they shining and we got Broadway. Boom, it's blinging. And you got, uh, you know, Wickwood House. We, got the, we, get, we can do a lot of things now. We got more bars than jail. Was it worth it, though? Time is 8.08 a.m. Monica, was it worth it? I think... Honestly, you know, I've been here for, like, what? Like, five years, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I consider my being here, like, in Illinois, here in Aurora, for, like, maybe two years. Okay. Because... I was always on campus because I didn't have a car. Right. So I didn't really, like, see anything, right? Didn't go out and take part, right? Right. Yeah. But then I started seeing, like, oh, SciTech is, like, you know, like, an awesome place for kids to go for families. And I would see them, like, having fun, like, in the water things. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, I saw that happening. And so now that it's gone or it's going to be gone, mm -hmm. yeah, it feels a little, like, like, if Aurora was, like, you know, like, a heart, like, it's, like, taking a piece of that heart, you know? Right. Of, of, of who Aurora is. But I do know, like, 
I, I mean, I don't know, but like, I do feel like whatever, if it's a bar, if it's like a arcade or whatever goes in there, like I, you know, like I hope they bring some, at least some overall history mm-hmm. or some, you know, overall authenticity right. into that. Right. To sort of fill that empty space that they left us. Yeah, we're going to have two. SciTech is gone and Luigi's is gone, y'all. That's how we're starting our Friday. Um, so we want to know what you guys think about it. You can put your answers in the chat. Uh, so, yes, it's sad. Here's Robin. I used to take my kids there when they were small. I still have pictures from there. Um, birthday party. Sad to see them closing the doors. Sending prayers to him and family and team. Yeah, good morning. So sad to hear about Luigi's closing. He did many he did such great such a great job for many years, a staple to our community. I agree. Cheryl Brownell couldn't help but imagine that location being used as a community center. Maybe RODF Foundation sharing space with others. That'd be a good idea, because it's big. Now here's the thing. I could see something else being there doesn't necessarily have to be a luigi's pizza and fun center the thing that i struggle with is that i really feel that we're a lot of businesses come and go but we're not just losing businesses we're using we're losing two places with which organizations we're using to fundraise Mm -hmm. specifically for kids stuff on this show, people always talk about there's no this for the youth. The youth need this. The youth need this. Well, two places that have been great to fundraise for youth initiatives are now leaving. What then? Where else are you going to have, excuse me, where else can people have a fundraiser like that with Pizza and Pop? Mm-hmm. Now, we got the new Mega Fun Park on Galena. It's fly. Um, but I do feel that 69 years of Aurora history leaving just like that is not... Um, not the way we wanted to continue the year, you know. So I, I don't think it's particularly good news. Hello to all of you listeners and all of you beautiful people at home. It's Friday, and you're tuning into the number one morning show on earth. That is right. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, <laughs> I do have. We like started a, for news around here. <laughs> like it would be awesome. Like not. Uh, like it would be awesome. Like if, based like you said, or like I don't know. But, like, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Not for AU to buy this building. Because mm-hmm. AU does their own thing and whatever, right? Right. But for this building to, like, have some sort of, like... You know, like, um, it reminded... It, like, um, sparked up, like, you know, like, an idea when I read about the... Having the ROD Foundation there. Mm-hmm. Like, a community center. Like, having, like, a... Just, like... The building with like lots of like you know like the flea market yeah. where it has like different establishments like mm-hmm. little things and for AU students to be able to go there and like whether like shop for fresh fruit or vegetables or whatever kind you know, like I think it'd be nice because an AU, AU exchange kind yeah, of thing yeah because AU only has what Crisco's nearby right the Spartan House but like that building like Luigi's was like an also like an awesome. Um, Building for AU students to go there for also like you know just to eat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So like having another thing for AU students. Yeah, I because have, then um, I mm-hmm. mean like I'm thinking about like an because I'm like you know I went to AU and like there wasn't much things to do there. Right. But I think it would be like smart for whoever like builds something there like to also think about the college students because they're they're all the students are are their market as well you know what i mean yeah that's a good point Mm -hmm. um jessica's here good morning to you jessica cheryl says i was there sunday for a granddaughter's birthday party it's always a special time when we visit yeah i so one idea i've had i had a um idea kind of like for nonprofits in the flea market fashion so you know basically the theme is that excuse me you're there Mm -hmm. you pay like a booth fee to be here yeah they should have like a nonprofit flea market mm-hmm. where like nonprofits pay for X amount of office space in mm-hmm. one place and then 
they're all in one building. Yeah. So, you know, just, just a little something. Because I don't want that. It's a big parking lot, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's a huge parking lot. So I, you know, that's a that's a key part of the Aurora fabric with a good location that should be used for something good in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the time is now 8.15 a.m. So Luigi's Pizza is leaving. That is the beginning topic of the day. I promise you we will end the show on a positive note. But, uh, yeah, that's a sad state of affairs for Luigi's. Um, here's something I wanted to get into with you guys today. Story out of Cook County. Now, this has been coming along. We've read to you guys about a basic income proposal um, for residents in many different cities in the state of Illinois. Listen to this. Applications for Cook County's $42 million direct cash assistance program will open up this fall. Um, Touted as one of the nation's largest guaranteed income programs, Cook County plans to give $500 monthly payments to 3,250 residents for two years with the help of, of its federal American Rescue Plan Act dollars. Both city and suburban county residents can sign up uh, for updates on applications. Um, the link is in the article. Now, um, critics have said that this would be this would basically amount to poor people taking advantage of the government with no strings attached handouts. Miss um, Periwinkle says that quote historically both public and private institutions have been reluctant to directly invest in low income people without significant restrictions. This red tape is not because of evidence, but rather based on how our society views people in poverty and questions about whether they have the character or the ability to make decisions for themselves. To put it plainly, this paternalistic view is both inaccurate and unhelpful. Um, A previous smaller-scale cash assistance program Cook County set up during the coronavirus pandemic resulted in, quote, a vast majority, close quote, of the money being spent on food, housing, transportation, and medical costs. That $9 million Cook County program, launched in 2020, doled out CARES Act money to suburban residents only, allowing almost 14,000 households to receive a one-time $600 payment. The county's program total would surpass a similar $31.5 million pilot in Chicago, as well as most guaranteed income experiments across the U.S. It is also touted as one of the few that would operate in the suburbs. All right, now let's do some numbers. The first $500 payments are expected to go out by the end of 2022. Overall, $39 million of the program's budget will be handed directly to residents as cash assistance, while the rest will be for overhead costs such as outreach, application assistance, and evaluating the program's success. The University of Chicago, which was chosen to study the pilot, will focus on three aspects, examining the impact on recipients' outcomes, highlighting the voices of participants and hosting public discussions on how to improve future future cash assistance programs. According to Michael Tubbs, founder of the Mayors for a Guaranteed Income Coalition and the former mayor of Stockton, California, there are more than 100 such pilots in motion throughout the country. So, here is the question. $500 cash payments. One-time cash pay. Well, actually, it's not one-time. It's for two years. Let me read that again. Yeah, $500 a month payment for two years. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that? Tell me what you think, and I'll tell you what I think. Uh, um, I think that... Uh, we're 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 gonna probably see like the same thing happening again, where the stimulus checks were coming in, and um, not the stimulus checks, the unemployment, or yeah, the unemployment, where like you had a um, because of COVID, you had to like uh, say that you were like looking for jobs mm-hmm. for them to like continue giving you right. the money and stuff. And then people were just, like, applying, but never, like, really reaching out to the employer, just applying to jobs so you could put it into the 
Well, do we know that? Do we know that? Yes. How many people were doing that? Because I was working at HR during that time. Oh, you were doing it. (laughs) No, I was working at HR during that time. Okay. And we were receiving a lot of people just like... Fraud. Yeah, just, you know, applying and didn't even... Their resumes didn't even like have anything, just like their names. We would call them like numerous times. They would be like, oh yeah, interview, no show. They would come... We'd do the, like, interview process, no show again, like, when we'd do, like, the offer letter. So, like, people were doing this. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it seems like there's, like, no requirements for that. So, people are just going to be getting that. Well, we don't have the requirements here. The article does state that. Hold on a second. So, the article does state that both city and suburban county residents can sign up. So it doesn't, uh, and it's open to 3,250 residents only. So it's a limited pilot program. So there, there, there is going to be an eligibility to it. Um, but but anyways, does that mean that it should not, we should not have it? But then it's like, people aren't even like, for Luigi's, like, why did these people like quit their jobs without even having a job? Like I, I, it doesn't make sense. Like so, you you're against the program. I am. Okay. All right. Yeah, because people should be working, and I know, like, yeah. It doesn't say that they're not working. I know, I know, but it's like a lot of businesses are looking for. They're hiring, right? Mm -hmm. They're hiring. Not a lot of people are applying, I guess, because. They're they're still hiring. Their banners are still up, right? I I know that the pay might not be great for our economy right now. Just you know, gas, house prices. I I get that. Mm-hmm. But like, there we can't continue losing businesses because the government or whoever is giving us free money. Well, this has nothing to do with losing businesses. That's like a a stepping stone for that, though, because people aren't going to be, they're going to be like, oh, $500, I can buy food with that. Right. But, I mean, $500 is not going to drastically change a person's, you know, nobody's taking trips to Dubai off of that. Right? So, I, I feel like... But even with the $1,200, nobody was taking a trip to Dubai either. Right. Or to I, Miami or to wherever. I think that the I think that the ability for fraud is so infinitesimally small that it shouldn't just kill the program. But that's just my opinion, though. That's my opinion. I mean, uh, I, I do think that you're right mm-hmm. that, like, to guarantee the income could perhaps like make people I'll, I'll use air quotes make people not work but again it's $500 so they're not going to I mean the lifeboat isn't that big you know so I don't see it as that I see it as less of a it's not a handout it's more of a a limited leg up you know yeah so People don't want to work jobs that don't make up for their cost of living and then some. Employers need to do better. Small business side. I agree. Sandy Gonzalez is here. Good morning. See you, Sandy. People who want to work are working. Employers have to be better employers. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. See that? Exactly. Yeah, there's the fact that there's hiring signs up doesn't mean people aren't applying. I mean, yeah. when will the he- there's very few businesses that'll say, ah, I have just the amount of employees I need. Let's take the sign down. It doesn't work like that. Like as a person who's like the sign stays up until I find a good number of candidates. Right. My sign is up. Four people came in today. Three of them are crappy. One of them is going to show some promise. OK, he's on the back burner, but I need four employees. Mm-hmm. So that sign can be up there forever. That doesn't mean that, oh, there's jobs around. You can just find anybody. You got to find the right people. So I don't see, I wouldn't want to lose the ability for, I wouldn't want to lose a good program if it just needs a couple of couple of areas of it fixed. 
Uh, but at the yeah. same time, you've actually worked somewhere where you had people calling in with that. So, you know, you have a you have a perspective on it that, um, you know, mm-hmm. that that does matter. Tom Hebert. Good morning. Also, employers are becoming super picky. My observation. Mm-hmm. Michelle Gums. Good morning, Aurora. I'm sorry I've been missing just logging on into a topic I might have an opinion on. It's supplement. Thank you. Yes. Tune in. Tune in. We got topics and opinion. The news of the day is that Luigi's Pizza is closing its doors. Quite sad, quite unbecoming. Let us know what you think about that in the topic. And also, um, the pilot program is getting ready to start. Two-year trial run um, for families. Let me see the number, total number here. Um, A two-year trial run to give $500 monthly payments to 3,250 residents by using Federal American Rescue Plan Act dollars. I think it's a good program. Monica thinks it's terrible and we should just do without it. And she says that- That is that, incorrect. She said that people got pulled pull up by the bootstraps. That not is incorrect. <laughs> I'm just like, I wouldn't, mis- I wouldn't mischaracterize what you said, uh, but she has some, some reservations about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the topic of the day, you guys. Let us know. All right. Luma Webster's here. Good morning to you, uh, Luma. Joe Jackson says, to afford a two-bedroom apartment in Kane County while spending- or less on housing, you need to make over $42,000. Sandy Gonzalez says $15 an hour isn't even enough at this point. Now, I just had that conversation. I just had that conversation the other day with somebody telling me, this is to Curtis, Curtis, do you know some of these jobs now? They're making 20 bucks an hour, $23 an hour. Now, the person who told me this, I'm not going to blow her spot up. I'm going to keep it light. I'm going to keep it light. Here's the thing about the person who told me this. She's Latina. It's not me, y'all. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Monica. Here's the thing about it. She's Latina. She worked. She worked jobs that didn't pay anything worthwhile or substantive on as a young woman to come up and do her thing. And now, she, and she's she has since gone on to have a degree, and she's doing great things. So when I reminded her that, oh, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You were once working a job and you would have been happy to get 15. So now you don't want somebody else who was in that same situation. Twenty, You, you don't want you 20, 25 years ago to make that money. Ah, well, they should work like we worked. I think that's sick. See, that's where I'm off the train. It doesn't matter to me if new people nowadays make $25 an hour. They should... The cost of living has gotten out of control. People shouldn't. That's my whole thing with the argument. Well, I had to pull myself. I had to work hard for it. You should have to work hard for it, too. Who wants somebody to suffer because they suffered? Masochism. There's a word for that. I don't need you to suffer because I suffered. Right? Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be Good Morning Aurora, would it? Oh, well, you should have a you shouldn't know what's going on because I didn't know what was going on. So that's the that's the thing. People need to I don't care if they have to make $40 an hour minimum wage. If that's what it costs to make sure that homelessness is dented, food insecurity is dented, then so be it. The time is now 8:28 a.m. Monica, if you could. Oh wait, hold on. I love this YouTube debate in a minute. We're coming back to this Joe Jackson. We are coming back to it. Monica, if you would be so kind, please take us to a commercial. Unless you want to say something about that cost of living no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, um, uh, Marissa Amoni good morning to see you good to see you and um, uh, Giselle good morning to your dear friends alright good morning everyone here are your local headlines real news real people real stories 100% Aurora don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content there you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live Monday, May 23rd, will be the next Social Justice Committee meeting hosted by the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez. This month's guest will be Katrina Buff of the People's Lobby to discuss the Pre-Trial Fairness Act. This will, this will be more helpful. There will be more helpful information, and it's open to the public. And to register, I'll be sharing that link with you all. Is this in person? Um, or Zoom? That's on Zoom. Okay. That's on Zoom, yes. 
This Saturday, the 21st, from 10 a.m. to noon, the second homebuyer education workshop for the month will be held at Everlasting Word Church in Aurora. This session is sponsored by Bank of America and, we, and will be presented in English and Spanish. Learn about various programs to help in the home buying process. And for more information, you can call 630-906-1392. Also this Saturday, May 21st, there will be a free community shredding event hosted by the Kane County Teachers Credit Union and the Aurora Public Library. You can also donate food items to the Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry and meet State Representative Barbara Hernandez. This will take place from 9 to 11 a.m. in the downtown Centauri branch of the Public Library and the public library is located at 101 South River Street and only paper mater materials will be accepted. That's right, that's right, thank you very much. Leave it on commercial real quick, I'm gonna deliver this and then we're gonna get back to a good point that Joe and Michelle Gums made. Um, so real quick guys, guess what started yesterday? Early voting, that's right, in the Aurora area for the June 28th primary election. Thursday was also the first day mail-in ballots were sent to voters. Illinois voters will select their party nominees for every statewide office in the primary election. Voters also can cast ballots for one U.S. Senate seat, two seats on the Illinois Supreme Court, all 17 of Illinois representatives in Congress, every state senator and representative in the General Assembly, and many county and judicial offices, as well as some referendum questions. Vote Good Morning Aurora. The primary election sets the stage for general election on November 8th through June 10th. Early in-person voting will be available in Kane County from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday at the Kane County Clerk's Office locations at 719 South Batavia Avenue, Building B in Geneva, and 5 East Downer Place, Suite F in Aurora. Now do that. Let me tell you something. Scratch it up, DJ. Scratch that. Now, here's the thing. You may not know this, but if you come downtown to here in Aurora and you go to that place, 5 East Downer Place, Suite F, you're right around the corner. You're like 68 feet away from the second largest city's first daily news podcast. How do I know? Because we're in the building, baby. Yeah. Okay. Now, listen to this. On June 13th, early voting will expand to include 25 sites in the county, including nights and weekends at some sites. In Kendall County. Early in-person voting is available from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday at the County Clerk's Office, Room 104 at the Kendall County Office Building at 111 West Fox Street in Yorkville through June 17th. Then through June 27th, there will be expanded hours for early voting at the site, including weekend hours. In addition, beginning June 9th, there will be early voting available at the Oswego Library, Montgomery Campus at 1111 Reading Drive in Montgomery and at Oswego Village Hall at 100 Parker's Mill in Oswego. Early voting will be available at both sites from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. weekdays and 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturdays through June 23rd. The time is now 8.33. Okay, now let me see what Miguel says. Joe Jackson says, I love that you two can debate and have differing opinions on something while still respecting one another and working great together. We need more of that. And thank you for setting that example. Oh, y'all going to clap for somebody clap for. Oh, Yo. thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, it, it, it's that's how we do. That's how we do. Monica's opinion. Is. Important and needed on the show. And we respect everybody's opinion. Nobody is right all the time. And in many cases, you don't necessarily have to be quote unquote right. It's not about being right or wrong, depending on what it is. There's things that we do every single day on the show that are only right or wrong. The camera's only going to work one way. The microphone only needs this. And, uh, Monica, take us to a commercial. That, that, those are right or wrongs. Other than that, your opinion on something, my opinion on something, and somebody's experience doing it, that's what matters. Not right or wrong. Thank you very much for that, Joe Jackson. We appreciate it, brother. 
Monica's pretty, pretty Monica's pretty easy to get along with too. You know, she's pretty easy. The right. like choking each other. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Y'all never see the fights. You know what I'm saying? So Monica's easy to get along with. Um, the 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 thing with the um, issues like this though that we're talking about, we're talking about purely societal issues. We are talking about something that is going to produce an emotion. We're not doing math. We're doing emotions. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. And you have to understand that. That's one of the problems with media. People ask you a charged question or they ask you something that's going to get you and then they get mad when you give your opinion. Mm -hmm. What do you think about gun control? Then you tell them and it's, whoa, Mm -hmm. I didn't think that you were going to say that. Well, what you asked me for? You know? Um, Luma Webster, pay what you can, ice cream, social, and Enduro coffee for June 1st Fridays to raise funds for the Aurora Community Fridge. Hold on, y'all got too many news things. Okay, hold on a second. Let me back up. Just scratch DJ. I want to work with you. Okay, let's, hold on a second. Now, let me see. Okay, here we go. Dora Sanchez Soto said, there are many vacant Catholic schools that nonprofits should help revive, like St. Nicholas and Sacred Heart, etc. Okay, thank you for mentioning that, because that's something that we were talking about early in the conversation about Luigi's leaving, but still being able to use that space or such a space for mm-hmm. something good. Marissa Omoni says, see everyone at McCarty Mills for their anniversary celebration this weekend. Yes, that's right. Word up, two years for them, too. And Wickwood House tonight, May 20th. For their grand opening, Riverfront Playhouse is opening their new show this weekend. SciTech is having a free educational supplies pickup. Another busy weekend in downtown Aurora. Yeah, that's right. Giselle, good morning. Sandy Gonzalez, good morning to you, too. Now, where did... Okay, listen to what Michelle Gum says. She says, as a pilot program, we are saying that we are working toward a new ideal. The sustainability of what is going on right now is in question with the replacement of humans for machines. I have to start somewhere. No one should be making less than a living wage by any employer ever. Living wage means enough to pay rent, buy food, and support a family and have a little extra to have joy. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's it right there. See, the whole reason why things are so bad, yeah, the whole reason why things are so bad in America and have been so bad in America for a long time is because somebody, somebody who wastes $500 on the bar tab has had the ability to make sure that you don't get the $500 to pay your heating costs. That's the problem. We're seeing it right now with the Roe v. Wade issue, right? People who have no bearing, no stake in the conversation are somehow able to make sure that you don't have the ability to do it. Think about that. Are you using your brains yet? What sense does that make? How can it be? That a representative in, I don't know, Skokie, living in a gated community, can tell you, Guadalupe Flores, living on 19th and May in Pilsen, that for you to get an extra 500 bucks a month would be, would be, I don't know, what? A handout. Welfare. You might use it to smoke crack. Think about it. And if that doesn't make you mad, then perhaps you're not thinking hard enough. Okay. Listen to this. I got more news for you guys. Virtual forums are set for the Democratic Party, or excuse me, Democratic primary candidates in State House District 83 and Kane Circuit Court contests. Redistricting has done some shaking up in the area. The League of Women Voters Aurora Area will host two virtual candidate forums on June 1st. For candidates running in the Democratic primary for Illinois House of Representatives seat in District 83 and the Democratic primary for judge for the Circuit Court 16th Judicial Circuit in Kane County. The forum on the District 83 candidates will begin at 6 p.m. The forum for the judicial candidates will begin at 8 p.m. 
Both forums will be presented via Facebook Live on the League of Women Voters Aurora Area Facebook page. The forums will be recorded and posted on the League's website. Invitations were extended to District 83 Democratic candidates Matt Hansen and Arad Boxenbaum and Judicial 16th Circuit Court Democratic Judicial candidates Bianca Camargo, Brittany Peterson, Tom St. Jules, and Jason Kopeck. The forums are for contested races. In the Republican primary in Illinois House District 83, incumbent Keith Wheeler is unopposed. There is no one running in the GOP primary in the 16th Judicial Circuit Circuit Court in Kane County. The primary election is June 28th. General election set for November 8th. Shout out to Keith Wheeler. That's my man. He's a good dude. He's a really good He's a really good guy. If I lived in Oswego, I'd vote for him. Monthly stipend programs are popping up all over the country to help address poverty, violence, and historical disenfranchisement of poor people. This is community stepping up where our governments will not. True. Now, they're using Federal American Rescue Fund Plan Act funds or whatever it was, but it's true. See? That's the local help that's happening. Know your judicial candidates, Judge Renee Cruz. There are no gated communities in Skokie. I'm from there. Well, you know what I meant. That was, uh, you know what I meant, right? Skokie is a far away from Wilson. How about that, right? <laughs> Societal issues are political. They are extricably linked. Maria Chirito is here. Good morning to you. Uh, excuse my typos. Time to hit a quick send. Good morning. Javier Burgos, good morning. What does that mean? The cost of living has extremely went up. I'm happy to know boys are to make over $20 an hour. It doesn't mean that they have no value of a dollar. I don't want to see anyone struggling. I came from Chicago housing projects. I moved to the suburbs of Chicago so my four boys can have a better lifestyle, not to live like I did and struggle like I did when I was younger. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose. Right? Imagine if your parents... Didn't want anything for you but what they did. Dad, I want to go to college. No, you're not going to college. As a matter of fact, you're, what are you, an eighth grader? You're dropping out and you're going to work yeah, picking strawberries just because I did. What kind of shit is that? That's the worst argument ever, but that's the argument that's consistently made. Johnny Felix is here. Good morning. Good morning to you, Johnny Felix. Okay, Javier Burgos. Good morning, Aurora. Shut, shout out to... <laughs> It says, good morning, Aurora. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's a typo, I guess. Um, shout out to Warehouse Church Aurora for hosting a men's breakfast on the third Friday every month. Shout out to them. I'm going to shut up, though, too. Right? <laughs> good morning, Aurora. Shut up. Uh, okay. Check this out, guys. Kane County Fit for Kids. More news. Community garden plots are now available in Aurora. Gardening in our local community. Community garden plots are once again available to Kane County residents for a small fee at the Kane County Fit for Kids Community Gardens on the 1300 block of North Highland Avenue in Aurora. The site includes 105 individual 10 foot by 15 foot plots available for 17 bucks for the 2022 growing season. That's through October 31st. Um, families are responsible for maintaining their garden by planting, weeding, watering, and harvesting. Water is available on site. Kane County Fit for Kids Garden started more than a decade ago. It's an effort to reduce the rate of childhood obese obesity by providing access to affordable fresh fruits and vegetables to all Kane County residents. The community gardens are a piece of land garnered by a group of people. It stimulates social interaction, strengthens bonds, Produces nutritious food and conserves resources, according to garden organizers. Mm. For more information about the Kane County Fit for Kids program and for a community garden plot application form, you can go to this really long website that I'm going to have Monica put in the chat for all of you great people. What is the small fee for a gardening plot? 17 bucks. 17 bucks, Sandy. Yep. 10 foot by 15 plot for 17 bucks. I know. Look at them eyes. See, I, that's my thing. <laughs> All right. Ooh, you cussed. I know William III. I know. I didn't, this is like the, that was the first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I just get fired up when it comes to this social stuff because we we I, Will Will and I used to ride the train every day. This is what we talked about every morning. All we talked about was politics, and that was it every single day. But this is what matters. That's exactly what matters. Let me give you an example. To the people who say, oh, we can't give people 500 bucks because, you know, if we did, if we gave them 500 bucks, we're going to spend it on crack cocaine. Listen, do you know how much the Metro ticket for the month is? William, what is it? $273.56? to ride the Metro train for a month. Now, if you are a single mom or a single dad and you've got kids and you're working to put it all together, you're paying $273.56 in train tickets alone? Hey, call me a weird lefty. But I definitely think $500 payments once a month? Yeah, sure. If they can vote on $362 billion in anti-tank missiles, surely... Surely, yeah, right? Surely Miss Washington can get 500 bucks to help. Surely. I. Who's not voting for that? All right, Monica, can you deliver this piece of news, please, for us? And you can just, we can just stay on camera with that, if you would be so kind. Thank you very much. Um, the Aurora American Legion Band to perform free concert on Memorial Day weekend. No, okay. <laughs> the Aurora American Legion Band will perform a free concert at 3 p.m. May 28th at West Aurora High School, located at 1205 West New York Street in Aurora. Roosevelt Aurora American Legion Post 84 has partnered with the American Legion Band to stage the concert. The band has been in rehearsal during the winter and spring to perform to prepare for its 85th season. This concert is being hosted by the Roosevelt Aurora American Legion Post 84 to honor service members currently serving around the globe. The band will perform patriotic standards as well as other pieces. In 1937, a pair of World War I veterans from Roosevelt Aurora Post 84 formed a cadet band compromising... Wait... Comprising? Comprise. There you go. Oh. <laughs> uh, compromising. Comprising, comprising. Of, high, of high school musicians, said Post Commander Mike Eggberg. It is our honor to host the band's first concert post-pandemic and bring back the patriotic songs that everyone in the community will enjoy. The band performs primarily during the summer months in concerts and parades around the Fox Valley. Thank you very much for that. Sandy Gonzalez just did something cool. She put the link in the chat about Business Insider. Now, Sandy, here's the thing. That article that I just read from, that was cited. Hold on a second. I just read that. That's who cited it, Sandy. Stockton, California. Michael Tubbs, founder of the Mayors for a Guaranteed Income Coalition. He was the mayor of Stockton, California. And he's... Uh, he talked about the, the strength and success of those. Thank you very much for that, Sandy. That's Business Insider is where that article is from. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for that, Monica. Okay. Tracy Duran is here. Uh, we got breaking news. News from the Aurora Regional Fire Museum. The weather is heating up, and you know what that means. Barbecue fundraiser time. Join on Wednesday, June 8th for the annual barbecue fundraiser in collaboration with the Aurora Retired Firefighters drive through Barbecue Fundraiser. Tickets are 15 bucks each and include choice of meat, half chicken, half pork chops, or a combo. Chicken chops. Oh, Lord. Meals served with applesauce, coleslaw, beans, and a roll. A roll. Purchase tickets, got the link. Like previous years, we'll also be offering the ability to purchase a meal to donate to a first responder. Meals will be available for drive-through pickup from 4.30 to 6.30 
p.m. Awesome stuff. Also, if you want to join the Aurora Legion, or excuse me, the Roosevelt Aurora Post 84 Legion, shoot a text to 630-803-2863. Michelle Gums is the new president and need to start building up this Post 84 group. Now, let me tell you something real quick about American Legion Post 84. They are great people. They do a lot, and they are fantastic and dedicated in all of their public service works and acts. Get to know our friends of the Roosevelt American Legion Post 84. Luma Webster says, can also look at the success of the $1,000 of pandemic aid from Biden, which lifted so many children from poverty. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Now, William Miller, thank you for putting the, see that? He put the price of the ticket in there, $239.25. So, let's just let's just do it real simple and easy. Who riding the train, going to work every single day with kids and rent or a mortgage to pay for, groceries, all that. Who would get $500 and not spend some of it on train tickets? I mean, come on. Yeah, for that $500 payment, I would take care of the train ticket and then the rest you could do whatever with. See? That alone, that alone cut somebody's train tickets down so they can continue to go to work and make money, not just to make money, to pay money, to go make more money. That's crazy. Okay. Um, So, one more piece of news and then I'm going to rant for the next nine minutes. Y'all getting ready. Everybody leaving now. Damn, the numbers dropped. (laughs) Oh, he's getting ready to rant. I'm out of here, man. Okay. um, So, today is the 19th, right? Or no? The 20th. Today is the 20th. Okay. That was yesterday. Here we go. Uh, Okay. Today is Friday the 20th, and the Coast Guard is celebrated for blowing up on Instagram. Um. Today, the Coast Guard is celebrated for Armed Forces Week. Mission Barbecue has been showing love to our uh, veterans and our active duty service members for Military Appreciation Days. Today is the Coast Guard, once again, Friday the 20th. Tomorrow is Lunch with the Heroes. This will be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Join for a free sandwich and be sure to arrive before noon for the live national anthem. Oh, boy. Shout out to Mission Barbecue. All the good work that they do. Okay. So I am going to talk to you 8.52 a.m. Do we forget anything? I got everything. Are you sure? Okay. But my computer died, so. Ah. Yeah. Good way to improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we got everything. Yeah. Um, the Royal Rapper Response Team will be holding a Know Your Rights training on June 1st, Friday uh, 6 p.m. at Culture Stock. Thank you very much for that, Sandy. Okay. Now, here's the thing, guys. Um, You know, it's been a heck of a week. It's been a heck of a week. We've had a good time. We've had a busy week. Uh, we've done a whole lot. We have. We've got a whole lot more to do. Um, but... I just want to say that it's not good that we're losing SciTech and that we're losing Luigi's. Think about it. What other iconic places in Aurora do we have that we can afford to lose? Not another one. Not many. The point is that we should be building and helping these institutions stay around for another 69 years. But I really feel like, and I'm not a pessimist, you guys know, I really feel like we cared so much about hanging and we want to go do this. and Nobody was saying and showing that kind of energy to two valuable Aurora institutions and now we're losing them. A new Aurora is coming. It's going to be shiny. It's got bells and whistles. But it's not going to have a side tech. Most of the people in this chat watching this show right now were either products of SciTech programming or had spent many times and many years and many good moments in SciTech. 
but our kids won't. We're going to have a great restaurant. They'll probably have beer, most likely. It'll be shebang. People will be taking selfies. Girls will be doing with the food, not even eating it, just camera. Guys will be modelo. There won't be any STEAM programming for kids. Was it worth it? Now, with that being said, I want to say that I hope we keep our eye on the ball going forward. I hope we stop thinking about the pretty, shiny objects and look at the pillars at what's been there and what's been helping us and holding us. Because it's really good to get new things. But if you lose your history, what have you? Right? If you lose what got you there, what do you really have left? Nobody ever remembers the french fries from the trip with dad. They remember where they went. People don't remember fluff. They remember what makes them happy. And what made generations of kids happy in Aurora is no longer going to be here for another generation. So, how do we feel about that? I hope that we will pause and reflect a little bit more and hope to build something new that new generations can keep with us. We can't lose any more places. I do hope that SciTech and Luigi's end up with someone who appreciates the space and the location to where they utilize the story of Aurora in some way. Just like Monica said earlier, hopefully they use Aurora history in these buildings in some way. That new Aurora cannot come at the expense of established small businesses run, especially those run by people of color. Absolutely. Um, also possibly losing the east side pool. That's that's another thing. That's that's. Yeah, Michelle, we talked we talked about that this week, right? Absolutely crazy. McCarty Mills Tap Room, two second anniversary party tonight and Saturday. Live music and rock and taco food supply company. Thank you very much for that bizzle tizzle. All right. Um, well, the time is eight fifty seven a.m. Tomorrow uh, next week. Let me tell you what we got next week. I don't do this. I really don't do this, but I'm gonna do this for you guys. I love you. Change is inevitable, but it's sad to see the things we grew up with shut down or leave. Bizzle BTP. You're absolutely right. All right. Next week, you guys. We've got ADS alarm detection systems on Monday. We've got Triumph, the interview, coming on Tuesday. That's going to be another great friend of ours on the show. Um, we've got Edgar Palomino coming on Buenos Dias, Aurora. We've got Youth Services coming back next week as well. And then on Friday, we've got a, we got a, a, a double whammy of interviews. Friday, we've got a special interview uh, happening also in the afternoon time at 1 p.m. Illinois Joining Forces is coming to talk to us about mental health issues in the veteran community and how we can help and all the organizations that are doing good work. Monica, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, thank you. Thank you. That's a good thing. Thank you very much to all of our listeners, fans of the show. We really appreciate you guys. I hope that you have a blessed day and a powerful weekend out there. Take care of yourself and each other.